right, welcome everybody once again to this newest edition of Sticks and Kicks. I am your host, Danny Orona, here to bring you all the information in local and international sports. Depending on everything from the Cardinals, Eagles, Suns, Dombacks, and the Arizona Coyotes, all of which are starting up really, really soon. So we're very excited for that. Alongside with me, I have other co-hosts around the round table, well, the square table today. Mr. Jeremy Griffin. Jeremy, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, Danny, man. Thanks for having me again, man. Uh, yeah, no, we'll go ahead and get into what's going on right away. Just uh, all sports, international, national. Let's go ahead and start with uh, national just to, you know, keep me in the loop. Yeah, so, I mean, to, just to get just to get the, the hard stuff out of the way early, giggity. We got to talk about what happened at the end of this Cardinals, uh, Cardinals season. Very, very disappointing. Not even last loss. Last couple of oh, losses. So we're just going to jump right last into it. Last few. Just jump right into it, huh? Yeah, because, I mean. I was gonna get into New Year's stuff, but nah. You know what? Just rip the bandaid off, right? Yeah. Just rip the bandaid off, man. Yeah, that, I, I know a lot of things are coming, and you know, uh, if, if if Kenny jumps on here too, he's also gonna give us some shit and everything. And I just gotta keep going with this. So last time we spoke, we we were talking about how they had all the pieces together and they they had a chance to make it all the way through. Everybody wanted to win except the Cardinals. I think that's that's the easiest way for me to put what happened over the past past two games uh, against the 49ers and against the Rams. Yeah, that was actually pretty apparent. I mean, besides a couple small injuries here and there, you guys had all the pieces. And honestly, you had better and more pieces than both of your opponents. Because, I mean, let's be honest about it. The main piece that you had was... Uh, I mean, number one, Kyler Murray. That's the guy. And uh, having him, having your, having one of the, I mean, in my opinion, top three to top five wide receivers in the NFL ready to go, you guys just couldn't get it done. It, I mean, let's be honest about it. You guys only put up seven points against the Rams. I mean, how does that go? And all of that, and what was it, the first drive? First, yeah, the first, first drive. Well, okay, so mind you, that, that kid, uh, Wolford, Played very well, you know, surprised a lot of people, but still, that's no excuse. Very first uh, career pass was an uh, interception, and then you guys were able to drive down the field and get the touchdown, which is very well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it came at a cost. You did kind of lose Kyler Murray, and um, we spoke about this off air that day. And I was just like, you know, he's walking around standing. It's like, bro, if you're gonna get in the game, get in the game. If not, then you know, put a headset on and help him out. And I don't know. It was just, it was a very weird situation. And I know I told you guys about it and I know you guys were trying to uh, give me shit. Like, no, nah, you yeah, know, we, we were all, we were all uh, in, in the group. there talking about uh, what was going on. I fully agree with what Kenny was saying that day is that he wanted to come back in, but it was other people that were holding him back. And at the time it was a little bit of immaturity because if you're, if you're not, if you're not going to get let back in the game by coaches or by training staff, then at least help, you know, like you said, put on a headset, get in this kid's ear, walk him through, help him because you're not that far away from your like introduction into the league, into a big moment. So that could have been helpful to have him right there. But I think just the pouty Kyler Murray came back, you know, I'm just going to stay here. He never and, left. And Let's not, be honest. He never left. And- I know you guys love Kyler Murray and you know, I don't, but um, no, it's very obvious. He has an attitude that uh, needs adjusting, man. You know, on the sidelines, uh, it's very noticeable that he's not happy. And 
I don't know. He's just he's I, you know I know what it is to be a young kid. I understand that, but you know this is a little different circumstances. I don't think I've ever been in in a spotlight, a celebrity superstar spotlight that he is on, and uh, he's been in it for quite some time. This isn't his first rodeo being in, in the media spotlight like that. And yeah, no, I think I think he needs to show a little more maturity. And that's we like we always say with maturity that it's going to come with time if it comes at all because there are some people that just never mature at all. Uh, being in the spot where he is number one pick, he's a leader, quote unquote, in the locker room because of that status that the number one pick gets you and uh, because of your production on, on the field. Every win and loss essentially goes down to the quarterback nowadays, you know, when people talk about it. Uh, they don't talk about, you know, they, they don't give as much credit to defenses, to to the squad helping out, to everything. It's all come down to the quarterback. This guy had a 6-6 six and six record or whatever. They don't say the whole team. Like, it, they focus specifically on that position. When it's good, then it's great. Like, there's no complaints. Like, oh, yeah, give me all the adulation. Yeah. Give me all the recognition, the time on SportsCenter. You know, I'll get on these radio shows, on podcasts and everything because I'm the star of the show. But now when it comes bad, it's not like I'm going to hide out and really not help out my team. That is definitely where it affects most, not only to team morale, but the fan base that's watching you on national television act that way. And you know what? I totally agree with that. Um, you can't sit there and uh, stand on a podium when you, when you take first place and then hide in the tunnel when you get last place. All right, man. You know what I'm saying? You call yourself a winner. And I know and I know, I, I understand where he's coming from. Uh like uh from i you know very early in his career he's been a winner he doesn't lose he was undefeated basically up until he joined the cardinals and i mean knowing how the cardinals are he, he should i mean this is the nfl this this is the nfl the best of the best you should expect at least a loss or two and i believe i think last year you guys won uh five games i believe it was yes yeah you know what i'm saying so you guys lost 11 games uh, that's a lot of losing right there. That's, that's that's a lot of maturity that he should show. He should be able to grow from that. And uh, I think that should have been out of his system already. All right. So with this, the camp is split right now with the Cardinals record, how it ended. Uh, I predicted a 10-6 and 6 record. Obviously, we did not come close to that. And the only reason we did because of a Hale Murray and a couple of uh, other spot plays that, that helped out in the record. But you if you look at it, it, it could go either way. Do you call this season a success, a failure, or just down the middle, no change? Oh, that's a great question, actually. First, let me go ahead and, and, and start with this. Um, yeah, I you know I understand that. Well, what did you say? Ten and six, I believe. That's what you. That that's was what I you predicted. predicted. Okay. Now let me go ahead and say. Let me start with this. You guys won games that you were expected to lose. Let's be on it. But you guys lost more games that you were expected to win. Yes. And I think I talked about this with you. I thought you guys should have at least 12 wins. Yep. I know we talked about that. I'm going to go ahead and name off a couple. Uh, I want to name off the Detroit Lions. I believe you should have beat them. I believe you guys should have beat the Carolina Panthers. Yes. I believe definitely. you guys should have uh, obviously beat the 49ers with CJ Beathard in there. Both times. Both times, correct. And uh, one of the one of the main ones that really killed it was uh you guys should have definitely beat the new england patriots yes uh i i was watching well i I was listening to uh to arizona radio earlier this week and they were they were talking about that specific thing 
uh, Patriots team that was beat up, that was not having a good year against a quarterback that they didn't want to call a bad quarterback. But of course, he was nowhere near well, where he could be. Yes. And what are we talking about with Bridgewater? We were pretty much. No, that one was against. Uh, I'm talking about the Pats game against Cam Newton. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, correct, so correct. pretty much we lost against Cam Newton because God knows the Patriots didn't beat us. No, no. That was that was Cam willing himself to win that. And that's I mean, not only that, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back a little bit. Um, You guys lost that game, too. You know, like you guys, I don't think Cam Newton beat you. I think you helped them win. Yeah. You know, you guys didn't do yourselves any favors. You guys, I don't know what goes on with the with the uh, with the coaching and the play calling, but this is one thing that I that I, I believe you heard the rumblings about. I don't know if you fans have heard about it. Um, what's up with uh, Cliff Kingsbury? Okay, he's the offensive guru. He's supposed to be the guy. Let it fly. You guys have some burners out there. You got D Hop. Uh, he's been invisible last. I just I don't understand what's going on on the field. And my take on it is I believe it's because you got a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback and nobody's learning nothing from each other. And honestly, I don't think there's any progression going on there. I think Cliff Kingsbury still doesn't know how to manage the clock. I, I don't think he I, I just I don't understand what's going on What do you Wasted think? Wasted timeouts Hang on, hang on, hang on You don't get to get another question You skipped out on my question Was it a success, a failure, or no change? That is true That is true I, <laughs> I, I try to give you a question and I backed up You're right um, I'm going to say it's a, it's a failure I'm going to go with a failure I know you guys only won five games last season, and uh, you know you went eight and eight this season, which is five hundred, whatever. But the expectation and the talent was expected way higher. And I mean, honestly, there, the I can't believe you guys missed the playoffs, just like the Baltimore playoff game where the guy just missed the field goal yeah we, we got uh we actually got the baltimore ravens game going on right now uh it is so super wild card it's great weekend i'm not gonna lie super six games yeah. in two days and if you if you if you got regular channels you can watch them all yes I sir love it. so and right now we just watched justin tucker miss uh, i believe his second field goal of the season after being so perfect for so long yeah, he's he's great dude i love and, that and guy like, dude. so it's, it's it's every time i see him miss it's just like what it's like you're watching something like out of this world like, like unicorn like and, and I, I believe this was a 37 so it wasn't even that one. Uh, it wasn't even that bad so, but um yeah but, no i i i i believe this this season was definitely um of regression i i I, I oh, mean, like full on, like you took a step back, back a little bit, yeah, man. I, I, I just think with everything and all the pieces. Yes, you guys had injury and you had protocols and stuff, but at the end of the day, you guys were the better team on the field, almost always, and you just could. I, it's always the offense, and then it, you know, we, I, I, you know, we can throw it at the defense a little bit, but at the end of the day, when they get tired. They get tired. That's why, you know, third, fourth quarter, they get scored. It's ridiculous, you know? They can't hold it up if you guys aren't, uh, if the offense isn't doing their part. And that's why I believe it comes on Cliff Kingsbury. Back to my question when I had asked you, All right. what's going on with the offense? Like, what? I mean, Cliff Kingsbury obviously doesn't look like he, he's progressing. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Kyler Murray? Did, did he right. look good to you this season? I'm going to take it back to Cliff's first year, last year. When he came in, obviously they're they're both uh, rookie year as both coach and 
quarterback. When he came in, there was so much buzz about the air raid, about what he's going to bring. And everybody and their mom was saying the air raid doesn't work in the NFL. So he was going to have to do some sort of hybrid of it. Like half air raid, half the whatever does it. Yeah. There was the different combinations that were going around. My thing is, if you're being brought in here because you're famous for the air raid and you believe you have a quarterback that can make it work, you know this quarterback because he knew Kyle Murray since he was a kid. Yep, I know. And and so like you knew that you had this relationship where you can get this quarterback to work an explosive air raid offense that you have ran before. But because people were constantly saying that it will not work, I don't think he ever really gave it a shot. Because the Cardinals, yes, they do pass a lot, and yes, we add we do get we do get every uh every once in a while those big chunk plays, yep. especially the second year with DeAndre Hopkins. But I don't think they've ever really bought into the idea of we're gonna go full on air raid. We're gonna use we're gonna use four wide receivers every play. You know they they never really bought into their own strategy of what's going on. So then people say, well the air raid failed. The air raid never took off. If you were brought in here for that, do it. Who cares what everyone else thinks? And if you are lucky enough to stay as coach for next year, because like I said last time we spoke, I defended him all year. But it was that last game against the Rams. I was like, you can't be the head coach anymore. But if he is lucky enough to get to keep his job, he needs to A, get an offensive coordinator. If for anything else, just to bounce ideas off of, just have someone to talk to to in certain situations that you have not been to yet. Like playoffs. Playoffs. (laughs) Talk about playoffs. Yeah, so Cliff Kimberly, he's never come close to that because he doesn't have the experience to get there. But if he is lucky enough to do that, go all out. Use the area. If it fails, it fails. You've already done something else for two years that is obviously not working. Try something different. And if it's the air raid, go down swinging. Fuck it. Do what you know best. Exactly. And you know what's funny? I completely, almost, I completely agree with almost everything you said because I know we talked about um cliff kingsbury either leaving and i mean there's no you know getting another head coach and it's like there's no way he can be, get demoted it's either he's the head coach or, or he's he, gone yeah you can't you can't demote him to offensive coordinator and then get a, get another head coach so yeah no i i totally agree get a veteran offensive coordinator someone to bounce ideas off something that you know at least help him at least help him go along because i don't see any progression on um Kyler Murray at all man I I don't I don't, I don't see any development I I don't know about you but I right, oh and check it out so I right, this is one thing I was thinking this is my personal idea I don't know Kurt Warner as the QB coach he's literally just sitting at NFL Network being like the coolest <laughs> guy with the coolest suits he is so close to this organization I just don't un- I like if anybody would benefit that would be Kylie Murray from Kurt Warner. That was just that's just something I was thinking. But anyway, yeah. So I I totally agree with uh, just getting some type of veteran coaching. Can you imagine Kurt Warner it? giving him a lesson on mobility? <laughs> Here's hey, how you hey, should move, kid. <laughs> but, hey, I was a statue the last few years of my career. Hey, but, hey, hey, but he can give him a a lesson on accuracy. That is true. Yes. No. No. That's what he needs because Kyle Murray. We all know he can run all day. And uh, his his accuracy with the football is it, it went very down. questionable, yeah. and I've been telling people that a lot 
it's just it's not there man and i i i like kyler murray i do i don't want to hate on kyler murray i think he's your guy i think he's a franchise guy i just don't see any progression i don't see evolution on him all right i think i think the evolution will be there uh especially when when he calms down when things are not going his way he fl- he gets flustered so much and that's when he wants to make those quick throws those tight throws those you know that you have this big of a window and you can't hit your mark unless you're 100 percent, you know freaking tom brady in the zone type thing and um so that that will come with experience the biggest thing i want to see that i have not seen is the goddamn discipline on this team someone needs to get these motherfuckers in line the most Penalized most penalized team, team in, the in the league NFL God And so many of those Like those Little ones add up And those are the The big ones are the ones That completely cost you games And don't worry My Eagles We were I, We were on that list I believe we are top five In there as well So Yeah well, uh, one, one comes to mind That uh, that hit I think I believe it was Isaiah Simmons That hit uh, Cam Newton When he was already out of bounds Unnecessary bottom yep, extra fifteen yards, extra fifteen yards that, that helped get him into field goal range even faster. And I mean, offsides on fourth and three that gives him a false first start. All so the many times, man. Starts. It's just, it's it's not, it, it's it's very undisciplined football, and that's what I call it all the time. It's undisciplined. That is stuff that, and you know what's messed up about it? It's an empty fucking stadium. Yeah. So it's this, literally there's no noise in the stadium. You you can hear a pin drop. Like if I farted from the top row, they would hear it. Depends and, on the cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell. Ah. <laughs> nope, never mind. Edit that out. We're not gonna give anybody any type yeah. of advertisement. <laughs> Does it pass? <laughs> but no, I'm I'm dead serious, man. The the I mean most stadiums, they they're at what. 20% capacity max at most at, at most, most oh, except yeah. for today except for today i believe they're at i believe they said 15,000 fans today oh, which wow. is i think is like 41% which is what they said capacity it's not 41% no stadium is that small i don't i i don't bro it's i just we'll have our intern look it up oh there we go all right you know what i'm fucking miss baseball <laughs> Why? A little side tension here. <laughs> here we Bob, go, gentlemen. Bob Brenly is my favorite fucking commentator of all baseball. He's so hilarious. And everyone's like, hey, yeah, I'll get my staff on that right away. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll have right. baseball back soon. Yeah, that was fun. So, the, um, I had another question for you. Okay. Because I got, I, I, I got one too. It's Cardinals. I all actually right. want to shift topics a little bit. Larry Fitzgerald. Ah, that's the last one I wanted to talk on. Larry the legend. That is, oh my goodness. So, I mean, there's been speculation, which is all the time. and Every year. I know, even, even you know, it's funny. We all got caught up on it that last game. And oh, there's, there, there's tweezers. But let's be honest, we all know. He leaves, he takes a minute. Takes he a vacation. He yeah, he takes always takes his vacation and yeah. thinks about life. Yep. And, and you know what? I think he should come back. What do you think? Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, ultimately, nobody knows what's better for Larry than Larry himself. But I remember uh, talking to you guys that day after the game ended against the Rams and seeing him just look defeated on the sideline. And like, there's no way that a legend like him is going to allow that to be the last time the public sees him as a professional football player. There's no way. I like, I, and I and I said that day, 
I'm not saying you have to win a Super Bowl. That would pretty much just legitimize him as the greatest of all time. If if he were to win a Super Bowl, you know, just enshrine him. He's already got a spot in the Hall of Fame for sure, hands down. Yeah. Just well, he already has goat status. It's just it's because it's, 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 he has that, all the accolades besides that is that the final one. cherry. That, that, yes, that, that's like cherry. a glaze on top yeah, of the cherry. Yeah. Like he's already got like so all of that, and someone like him for the last thing to see is him defeated, not having played on this sinking ship of a team, missing the playoffs by that much. That is not the way that this guy's going out. And it's absolutely not. And you know what? It's again only on him to make to make that choice. I don't think he can let it happen because of the type of competitor that he is. That is. And because he knows that he knows all the pieces are there. He I, knows we're a step away. But that's see, that's 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 the thing. That's where I'm scared. That's what we all thought this season. You know, and and I don't I don't want him to think Oh, I'm holding on to something that's probably not going to happen. You know, like, I may see the pieces, but they're not there. Like, I really... Because he was solid this season. He was solid. Yeah, he had a solid There is one thing. Uh, there is a certain uh, radio show that talked about... Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and give them credit because, you know, they, they were the ones that brought it up. And uh, Burns and Gamble via, um, you know, Fox... Uh, what is it? Uh, Fox Sports Arizona. Or 98... 98.7. What is it? 98.7. Yeah, whatever. 98.7 Sports. Uh, yeah, the Burns and Gamble, they brought up a certain point of um, Larry Legend and uh, Kyler Murray's uh, chemistry, chemistry on the field. It's very noticeable that it's not really there. A lot of the times it does seem like they are trying to force the ball to him, you know, just to make sure that he gets it. But I honestly think that he is uh, still a solid, solid uh, slot, you know, a slot receiver. You know, it's, it's good to have him there. I, I mean... I don't see any downfall from him. You know, he didn't really have any drops. This day. He really wasn't um, a problem on the field. He still looks like he still got it. He just looks like he lost a step. So he's slow. That, bro, he can still break routes. He can still catch the ball with, you know. Yeah, those- like a, a jump ball. He's he's almost as good as, as uh, DeAndre Hopkins. What is it, 10-year yeah. difference? 10-year yeah. age difference? He still He'll has still the hands. He'll still pop up and get up there and his best hands in the NFL. It still, still has wi- the hands. widely regarded. It, yeah. And that's what I was saying. Remember when he caught that one touchdown? Oh, uh, God. I yeah. my, yeah, I was, uh, self-burn. Those are uh, rare. <laughs> self-burn. I was happy for him. I was sad, but I was happy that it was... If anybody had to beat me, I'm you know I'm glad it was him. You willed it into existence because uh, you, you said that like 20 seconds before. Well, him. mind you, he caught that 15 yard pass before that or whatever <laughs> it was. So I was just like, damn, it killed me. But I just um, I really hope this wasn't the last year for him, man. I really do. I hope he comes back. I, I he looks like he has a, at least another year or two. Oh yeah, no, he can keep going. Like, yeah, at, at the, it's, the just pace he's going, the legs, it's just man. It's just all yeah. about the legs and um. And how far behind is he on uh, with on Jerry Rice's record? A couple. It's he's, a lot. He's, it's he's a lot. Two, he's two I'm seasons. Le- he's two seasons behind on. Yeah. Uh, what is the the games played or the, uh, catches? Catches in NFC. Yeah, he was like two seasons behind, and that's yeah. I think it was like thirty six games or, or thirty eight games. It was like two seasons and a half or something like that. So, well, two seasons if you include playoffs. So one or two playoff games in there. I mean, we gotta. You guys gotta make the playoffs. And and that in itself is why I do consider also this uh, this season a failure. 
So because it was playoffs, bringing uh, keeping that in mind with Larry Legend like staying here, he's gonna be here. So that's a receiver. You got uh, Christian Kirk. I I like Christian Kirk. I know you guys feel about him. Uh, you got DeAndre Hop. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. Yep. Everything else I think is a question mark up in the air on offense, and there's defensive pieces you need. Well, we were talking what about like- defensive and offensive pieces you need. You think you need moving forward that's going to keep him on this team, thinking that you know it's it's another one. What's what's you know how do you how do you turn this around? How do you right. turn an eight and eight a, a, a supposed to be a playoff season into you know something different? Well, the easiest answer to that is just to fix the little problems that cost us those three or four games during the season. I know Cliff Kingsbury is short, but you don't got to call him little. (laughs) We all all talked about it at the time that a lot of those winnable games. So, yes, big picture, like looking at it, this is still a playoff team. If mistakes weren't have been made at the time that they were made, you know what? 2020 is uh, hindsight is 2020. You know, it's, it's always about the little things. So this in itself is still a playoff team. I was, uh, I think it was you I was talking to last time is I would definitely invest in the offensive line, not only to keep all of these guys that we have, but to get one or two backups to keep everybody, uh, to keep a full line at all times. Because number one thing is to keep Kyler Murray safe. I agree. Either give him a route to run out of or give him a couple of extra seconds to find his receivers. Yes, everybody always brings up his height, and that is always going to be an issue because, you know, football players are gigantic. And so him being a regular-sized person is is going to be tough for, for him to adjust. But given one or two extra seconds in the pocket, it can make a world of difference. So I think this coming draft, I believe we picked 16th. Correct. Take a look at that offensive line. Let's see who who's out there. You know, you you see rookies doing very good things all times. You get the biggest, baddest uh, offensive lineman in the country. Get him in here and see how he does. Okay. The receivers you mentioned them. I think the biggest question mark is Isabella. Nobody can deny his speed when he has the ball. There's no one that can catch the guy. But he's got to catch the ball. It's his route running for so me. That's, that's his, his route running and and his hands. Uh, I think he's just used to uh, Forrest go home sprinting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just like, like hey, just go that way. You know what I'm saying? And, and he needs so, to learn how to run a route and uh, yeah, he uses hands. I agree with that. So a couple of uh, a couple of extra receivers then, because dropping him. And well, drop- what do you think about uh, Keyshawn? Or right, who was Keyshawn? Who played this? It was Keyshawn, right? Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, the thing is. He didn't. He didn't get the reps that probably uh, that he could have cemented him or not. I know he's good. I don't know about like the, pretty much what we're looking for is receiver three and four here. Well, I thought three was Fitz. So you would have. So it it would be it would basically be Hop, Kirk, Fitz, and then I mean, are you, you want to go out and grab a fourth? Yes. Yeah. I, I do because these streaky receivers, man. Like I said, Isabella, I didn't trust him at all all season. Uh, Johnson, he had a, he had a few here and there, but there's a reason why he wasn't on the field every Sunday. You know, maybe he doesn't get it done in practice. You yeah. know, so how is it that a coach is going to be able to trust him on Sunday when he doesn't get it done in practice? And this is all speculation. I don't know what's going on in practice now, but I believe that there has to be a reason why he wasn't out there. 
as, as much as other people might have might have thought that he uh, that he should have been. So getting one or two extra receivers just to uh, just to solidify, make sure we're not completely like getting practice squad people on game day because we were out of person. Someone someone's injured, you know. And who knows, COVID might still be around next I year. I was just, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, right before we stop, I want to talk about that too. All right, so those are your receivers. And so basically what you feel is O-line and receivers. Uh, do me a favor, talk about the running back a little bit. What do you think there? Because um, a lot of speculation is that Kenyon Drake is going to go. You're not going to, you know, you're going to leave him. You're, he's gone. And you're going to keep Chase Edmonds. You guys go for the draft or the free agent. And... Um, do you look for a number one, or do you look for someone to back up Chase Edmonds? I don't think we need to go out to look for a number one. If if we're in a spot where like a a top five running back drops to sixteen for some whatever reason, like all right, pick him up, sure. But I don't think that's the number one thing because uh, number one, I agree with you. I think Drake is is gone. I think he's gonna get a good deal somewhere else. He didn't have the explosive two touchdown a game every other three games, whatever thing that uh, some people were expecting of him. But he, he was leading the league in yards. He was leading the league in uh, in 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 plays and in scrimmage. I don't know what it was, but he had a good season. It was very underrated because it was all small plays. He got all you know four or five yarders, six yarders, just to keep the ball moving. And a grinder like that can make a difference in the end. So. Some team is going to see the value of him. I don't think the Cardinals are going to pay him what he wants. So he's he's going to leave. I think we're set with Chase Edmonds as number one. Only because your quarterback is Kyle Murray. So he is essentially your, 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 your running back one, your RB1. He runs more than anybody else on the team. True. So having that one-two punch already with him and a running back is, is gets you with less pressure on it so who knows maybe you know benjamin could just head right in you know next man up and uh we'll see what's out there in free agency there's always always running backs in free agency because you know it's it's a position that sadly uh what, what's the term they run them into the ground and then just expendable yeah yeah so I there's i think there's always going to be that and because colin murray is such a runner that puts less pressure on whoever your running backs are on the team so yeah that that we can leave that kind of for for third fourth option in terms of positions where we're going to be adding this year now tight ends what did you like because you guys i think you still keep max williams and dan arnold i am personally a little bit of a dan arnold fan i did did kind of like, like what he did what he did this season but then also when max william touched the ball that was it's, that was good to see health, too man his health so uh what do you what do you think you want to do? What do you think you guys should do uh, in well, the tight end situation? First of all, I'm just glad that the Cardinals figured out what a tight end position is that you're allowed to use them. So. It was nice to finally see that you guys uh, know they exist. They acknowledge yeah, exactly. They so like, tight ends are people too, man. So there you go. Like what I can pass to these guys? <laughs> Holy shit! Like let's let's get that rolling. And so so to to see those guys like actually get a shot, I like it. Uh, if if we could bring if we could just keep both of them, I think we're set. Uh, yeah, uh, tight ends. Unless you're like Travis Kelsey, you know you're not you're not gonna get like he's not gonna be your number one receiver. Not gonna be you know huge production. But Understandable. It's always those you know those third down guys. You know, just uh, a lot of people like to punch it in, but there's always that big uh, tight end you could go up to. 
and you know one on one jump ball in the middle of the field. See, yeah. who, see who gets it and. Well, it's all, it's always good to have the, the the dual threat tight end. You know, the the blocking for the running game, and then you know being able to to, to uh, catch the ball and and you know get some. We didn't see a lot of that this year from yeah. from the Cardinals. We we mostly just saw the uh, the quick slant to, to a lot of deep balls from the tight. Yeah, it was it was it was weird to see, but uh, no, if hey, whatever works, right? There, yeah. Whatever works, especially if they work, man. So that looks like the uh, offense right there. Looks like you have a couple pretty good ideas for the offense. Looks like you really just want to beef up that O line. Yes, sir. So you're pretty much cool with everybody. Maybe you would like another wide receiver and uh, to beef up the O line. That's basically your main focus on the offense, correct? Yes, sir. What is up with defense, man? Let's go ahead and start off with the uh, the defensive line. Uh, you know, you guys. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that helpful this year. I believe you had Jordan Phillips on the line, and he just he could, he couldn't stay healthy. I think you signed him to a three year deal, so he'd be back. Jordan Phillips, I think. Uh, we, who else did we get? I think we got uh, Blackson was on a one year deal. Yep, he did good things for us. Sure, I liked him. You know, I liked him working inside. Uh, who was the other one that we brought in this year? Um, Kennard, Devon Kennard. Yep. So I mean, if we if we can get some people, that was another one that was healthy. on the uh, injured list. Yeah, a lot, so though. if we could get them healthy and on there, you know, obviously uh, Chandler Jones has I think two years left. So I mean, pass rush, pass rushers, we got a good core. We just have to keep them on the field. You know, this yeah. fucking injury bug that just keeps everybody out. Um, that that definitely affects the production on defense. So getting those guys. Um, Again, number sixteen. That might be a good spot spot for uh, for a nice uh, uh, pass rusher. Yeah, line. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's what's going on. You can do so many things at sixteen. You know, I I kind of like that because you don't have the pressure of you know one two three pick off. They pick wrong. They wasted the biggest thing. And uh, you also don't have to worry about you know at the you're, you're at the tail end of everything. You know, waiting I like for everyone top to go. 10. I, so, uh, I like uh, at the tail at the tail end of a top ten. Eight, nine, ten. Even or even eleven or twelve sometimes. That's pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally it. But anyway, so we we can we might be able to get uh, get someone good right there. And you know it's funny. I just realized sixteen. You're literally at the halfway point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're at the halfway point. So all right, yeah. So line. That, that's what eight and eight gets you. Honestly, in my opinion, I'm gonna go with the linebackers. I think you guys have like the best. I, I think you have a great core coming yes, out sir. with with, uh, with Jones, Golden Hicks, and Simmons coming along. Uh, not yeah, and Reddick. I didn't say Reddick. I don't know if you guys are gonna keep Reddick. What's gonna go happen with that? Um, I think what he do you, earned it. What do you guys think? Do you want to do anything there at the linebackers, or should we just move on? No, if we can get Reddick back, I think we're good. I think I yeah, fucking love it. I, you know, I think he earned it. Yes, he it was a bit choppy, but he's he all right. At the end of that, the tail. You, want, you yeah. wanted you, if if this is the guy you're gonna be, then then yes, he made it big time, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was that was a good and depends on how much he wants though. Uh, that's gonna be a gamble for him if he want if he wants to like call Cardinals bluff and, and see what <laughs> see what he can do out there because the Cardinals know him you know deeply because they're 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 here and um, he's he's been with them for for so many years and this this was a surprise this year what what everything that he was doing but everybody else looking in is all like all right. You're expecting me to pay you off of one year after you struggled for all these over here? And you know that's a big question mark. How sustainable is it? The Cardinals, I think, are in a good seat with being able to to see to see what uh we can do with with, with his contract. Pay him what he deserves. Don't lowball him. 
but he's also not worth breaking the bank over. Yep. So pay him, pay him what he deserves. Hey, come back out there. I, I think we're solid at linebacker. I like it. I know. I totally agree. I mean, um, I think you have Golden on another year. Yes, we had two years on. Yeah, you have Golden Simmons. Hey, I mean, it's it's a great linebacking core. All right. Well, my my question uh, coming up is, of course, question on a lot of people's minds: cornerback Patrick Peterson. I know I'm not the only one who, even at the beginning of the season, like this guy, he's not what he needed to be. He's, he's not what he needs to be right now. He is not what we're used to. Uh, yes, Father Time might be catching up, might be, you know, Father Time is undefeated. He's always going to be there. So for him to want to play for five more years, and of course, he's not going to want to play on the cheap. Is he going to spend himself out of... Being in the Cardinals. Well, I mean, it, he said he was going to get seven interceptions this season. So, I mean, it, he was close. He yeah. got on the field. And, and how many did he get? He I tried. Th- I think he got one. I think he got three. Did he? I think maybe, maybe, maybe three or four interceptions this season. Um, yeah, no, I don't see five freaking years, man. Um, honestly, the cornerback situation, I've... Yeah, your boy just got picked off. You got a guy. You got a. You got Byron Murphy Jr. I like. He him. did great. I like him. I like him a lot. Everybody else, not so much. He made it to where people didn't pick on him. They're like, you know what? This guy, You're he's, respect he, he's kind of getting it done. And Patrick Pizzo, he's lost a step. They're going to keep attacking him. And he got burned so many times. You're going to respect me, man. And that was awesome. You know what I'm saying? And he made it very clear that... He ain't no bitch. Now, everybody else in that secondary besides Buda Baker got burned. Mm-hmm. I think you need, to, bro, safety cornerback this immediately. I, you know, I know you were talking about the 16th pick. I know there's not many cornerbacks coming out the draft that are expected to be good. I think there's like a three or five. Well, actually, yeah, I I, I think that uh, I know this is going to be, be a, good for the middle of the for the middle of the draft. Uh, yeah, was, I, but I know this isn't going to be a cornerback. This isn't going to be a, a defensive back heavy draft. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, man, but if you can get one of those guys, or you know, it, honestly, and I like free agency personally, depending on what the bank is. But I mean, you've already seen someone's production and productivity. So, if you pick something, you kind of know what you're getting, unless you know. Like you can expect them to go a little higher with a with a draft pick. It's a little kind of in the middle because they never play, so it's kind of just like eh, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of like throwing your eggs in one basket. You know what I'm saying? When with a free agent, which is what expected is you you've seen their play so, so much more tape, and it's tape against professionals. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know, man, but I think I know you were talking about using that 16th pick in offense, maybe offensive lineman. If you can get a nice defensive back, that I mean, solidifying because let's be honest, this is a passing league now. You can solidify that back that uh, defensive backfield, man. It's 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 a good thing. Well, I I think that um, like I said, I'm gonna agree with you on on, on the free agency one, Six, top 16. You're gonna get a better offensive lineman than a corner most times coming out of the draft. You know, unless there's someone's completely, you know, Agreed. you know, top three pick, obvious, you know, 
uh, NFL ready type of player. Yeah. So I think getting them lower down or like you said, in free agency where you've already seen them play, I think that's the best way to go around because with defense, more than offense, I, I believe experience is what matters most. So getting someone who's already been there, maybe not has had the stellar career yet, but you know there's something there. Yeah. That's the way to go for, for defense back. I agree. I agree. And uh, I think you guys did it great when you grabbed Robert Alford. That was a great pick. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But at, at, in, at uh, the time. Yes. <laughs> at, at the time, I think we were all like, oh, man, this is solid, right? I think we were all standing there like, bro, this is solid. But... Ah, wasn't that solid, unfortunately, man. And uh, it sucks that it came down to that, you know. But um, yeah, no, I, I I don't really know what's gonna happen with uh, Patrick Peterson. If if there's some trade value in him, I would you know I would love to see if you guys trade him and maybe a pick to get a younger cornerback. But I, I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna happen. So yeah, uh, honestly, I would keep him right now, just because I mean, what else you got? Well, depends on depends on that phone call yeah, yeah how well, often that phone yeah, rings so. yeah yeah but but, that phone. you're saying don't get rid of him for the sake of getting rid of him yes exactly I do agree with that and then you got that one guy you got that one uh, oh, oh he was 26 he's Peterson too number 27 I don't know his name oh he got he's go. also Peterson then. he gotta go I don't know who that kid is but that kid got burned a lot well, why do you think Murphy played so much? That's so. Uh, because he was good. There you go. Because Murphy the, was good. What do you mean why he played so be, much? Because he earned he all took that the play. Spot. Murphy's a beast. That's what I, I'm saying. I think Murphy, that was that was that was a good solid pick, man. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I think the Cardinals have a lot of work ahead of them, and I know we're talking about everything on the field and we briefly touched on, you know, off the field, but yeah, no, I just I, I think an offensive coordinator, a veteran offensive coordinator is where it needs to be. For uh, finally, I just want to give individual props because this man deserves so much. Talked a little bit about him, but uh, yeah, Buda Baker, best player on the team. Buda Baker, like I know he, Kyle Murray, D Hop, they're gonna get it on the headlines, they're gonna get yep. the stats, they're gonna get everything. But I think the one individual best player on this team is Buda Baker. I'd like to give individual props to uh, a lot of people. Uh, D Hop, I'd like to give D Hop for coming here and um, basically. Houston Texans try to say that he was kind of acting diva-ish and they didn't see yeah. him part of their plan. That's why they got rid of him. Hey, he came in here and balled out yes, incredibly sir. well. Uh, yeah, big hops to coming in here, learning the playbook and just getting right to work. Good stuff, guys. Um, I'm sorry that the Cardinals season ended the way it did, but hey, man, you guys fought a big battle and 8-8 uh, eight and eight is nothing to scoff at. Kenny would say champagne problems. Yep. Were to have an eight and eight season and think that we needed more. No, that's, that's not champagne. That, well, that, yeah, that, that is, I'm saying that it's a it's a little bit spoiled to say like yeah. yes, that's <laughs> it's good, but we, we know deep and in, deep inside we know to watch these guys down in the cutters who are damn. who are three three wins <laughs> and nothing and. <laughs> And you're here. You are complaining about eight. No, no, no. That's not. That's. I, not, I, I don't I, think I it's true. That, uh, I seen that meme with uh, Squidward with watching SpongeBob and Patrick. It's like, and it's a uh, Miami at ten wins, missing the playoffs. While you got like Washington. Washington. And, and, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's not fair. But hey, we didn't write the rules, man. Every so yes, one sir. guy from you know one team from each division. That's just how it goes. But um, 
Hey, man, I don't think it's champagne problems just for the simple fact is uh, there's more to the season. You know, there's yeah. more. Yeah, like, I mean, the season's not over, you know, so for, for it to be over for you, but it's still keep going. It's like, wait, why couldn't I? Why couldn't I hang out still? Yeah. Why, why do I got to go home now? Oh, so, yeah. But, uh, hey, man, good luck next season. I hope you guys make some good moves, and I hope they don't get in the way of uh, my Philadelphia Eagle moves because uh, we have a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just because uh, uh, we were going to touch on this earlier. My, my, I think one of the biggest questions is quarterback. Who is the quarterback going forward? Going next year. That's a tough question, man. We're going to have to find out in the training camp. All right, who has more trade value? Trade value, I believe Carson Wentz has more trade value. Really, I do. Yeah. After uh, this uh, younger, more, you know, that more mobile player came in? I don't really see people fall. I mean, he's only got three games of tape on him, man. You know, it's, I mean. But three good games. Nah, really. Yes, it is a big gamble. Not really. He played good. Come on. No, you don't understand. Bro, we lost that game against you guys. I think he had two fumbles and an interception at the like in the third, fourth quarter. Yeah, his first start. Bro. People don't understand. It's not the quarterback. It's it's so much more than just a quarterback. Yes, he gave us a spark of life. And me personally, I like Jalen Hurts. I appreciate what he did for us. And honestly, I'm not ready to call him the quarterback just yet. I, I, I liked what I saw for sure. But mind you, I'm not going to give him the team three games. I, I still believe in Wentz. I think... This team, just like you said, we need to get, you know, um, the offensive line, man. We were decimated at the offensive line. We lost a couple people. It just, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't a pretty sight. And I'm pretty sure, hopefully, we make better moves this season. We come back healthy. It's going to come down to training camp. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to training camp. All right. And uh, for my next question right here, uh, live at the back of the screen, Baltimore Ravens just eliminated the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, Tannehill, both going home. Had a good season. Derrick Henry, God knows he put up monster numbers for me in fantasy. So 2,000-yard club, man. Congratulations on that. Good job. Good job. My guy. You know what's funny is... I'd like to point this out real quick. They made the playoffs. He's one of, I believe, seven running backs to make it to the 2,000-yard club. I have not heard one peep about MVP. Nope. One not peep about him being MVP. It's it's a quarterback's league, man. It's, That's what it is. It's just not fair. But uh, <laughs> All right. And so so my next question to you for, for that is that you said it all, it's all going to come down to training camp. Correct. Who's going to be in charge? Training camp. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know if Doug Peterson's still going to be there. I think we're going to lose Doug Peterson. Um, honestly, I, I would like it if we lost Howie Roseman too, man. My GM just, I don't know, he makes very interesting moves. And by interesting, I mean terrible. Not a big fan. <laughs> He's a terrible. Just not a big fan. So, yeah, no, we, we, got, a, we got a lot going on. I don't think Doug Peterson is... I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere, but um, he's definitely on thin ice. I think I think if he doesn't go anywhere this offseason, and I'm always wrong, ladies and gentlemen, so like, don't take what I say by a grain of salt. I think he's not going to go anywhere, 
But if he doesn't go anywhere, I can almost guarantee that if we start the season off bad, he's gone midseason. He'll be gone by like the fifth game. And that'll definitely happen. So what I want to see is, honestly, I was, we were talking about it with you guys. Man, I want to I'm gonna chuck that damn ball deep. Yes, sir. I want, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want to chuck it deep, bro. Throw, make way better decisions. Stop with the wide receiver screen. Stop playing left and right football. And let's go north and south, man. Let's go ahead and chuck that. Let's get some 15-yard passes in there. I just, I, you know, I, I know my Eagles were decimated just everywhere, all over. We didn't have the receivers that you guys had, but we still had receivers, and we had guys step up. I know everybody heard about Travis Fulgham when he had that little run. He was like, I believe it was from like week two to week four or something like that. He was like leading the NFL and receiving yards and touchdowns and stuff. I mean, that didn't last, obviously, but it's not like we didn't have anybody. And let's be honest, at the end of the day, quarterback uh you know quarterbacks make things happen quarterbacks make the decisions you know yes sir that's how it goes i I believe i believe if you have that quarterback if you have that guy everything everything goes the way it's supposed to and um yeah no we'll find out in training camp if carson Wentz can come back from that injury if he can do it i believe if he he loses the starting job in training camp it's over and, you know, I, I think it's time for everybody to start moving on. I did like what I saw. I did like what I saw from um, Jalen Hurts. But there was a there was a game where it was, I, I believe it was against the Cowboys. I don't think I, I made a mistake. I don't think it was against you. I believe it was against the Cowboys. He had an interception, and I believe he had, like, two fumbles. And, um, bro, that's three turnovers. I believe he had, like, four or five turnovers and three starts. And that was the, the dual die game, right? That was the do or die game, man. That was that was the do or die game, and that game was just ah, it's, it's kind of it's it's one of those. Uh, I thought you wanted it, you know. I thought you wanted it, man. Been there, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, man. So it was it was a very disappointing season. A little worse than yours, um, because you know we didn't we 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 were expected to do as much as you make the playoffs, but. We didn't even get a winning record, you know. So it, it was very disappointing for us. And then, so right, neither did your division champion. Hey, <laughs> hey. cheers to our struggling franchises. But you know what, though, next year, that's uh, always, always next year, and that's why we're sports fans because there's always next year. We lost this year. Let's hope that uh, our owners, our GMs, and uh, you know, the guys, the powers above make good decisions. And I mean, let's see. I believe you guys have a high ceiling. I believe we have a pretty steady ceiling. Shit. See you next year. All right. And speaking of next year, we got a new year of hockey coming on. So let me get our broadcast colleague out here. Ah, exciting stuff. But what's up, Kenny? How you doing? Not much, man. Sorry about that. Much than my Bluetooth headset. Um, not much, man. Just uh, came back from ice skating with my son on a frozen pond out here, you know, Colorado thing. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a good day so far. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you guys are having me on here. Do you guys do that whole, uh, like, skate on a pond outside, like on a little lake, or, or is it an actual yeah, rink? Man. Um, it's it's a definite it's a it's a legit pond, but they shape it into a rink. And there's some uh, local hockey 
uh, players and directors for the local ice rink out here where they actually play that come down and maintain this outdoor rink um, just for, you know, just for everybody's use. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's, a, it's a fun experience. And uh, it was my son's first time out on skates and everybody was calling me crazy because he's not even a year and a half old yet. But um, I said, why not, man? If uh, right. he can Legend stand has up. It that that's how Taylor Hall started. Yeah, man. Uh, among others, for sure. So um, <laughs> it's a it's a Taylor Hall still a sensitive spot for me. So that's why I had to direct to the other people as well. But yeah, no, man. It's a it's really cool. I had a really good time. He'll uh, he'll get it down one one day. But right now, my back's killing me a little bit just because of the uh, having to having to bend over all the time. Just uh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I, I knew as soon as I was like leaving my mouth that uh, that's also what she uh, said. It was, a, it was a bad idea, that too. So, uh, but yeah, enough about me. What's going on? No, uh, we're just finishing up talking about uh, the Cardinals and the Eagles season. So, of course, we all suffered through that last Cardinals loss. Uh, Kenny, you were live with us on that uh, group chat that we're going on. You know, with the whole distance watching thing. Kenny, your what, what? I mean, your first and your final thoughts on uh, this, this that last game and just the Cardinal season overall? Um, well, what a storyline first, right? You know, two backup quarterbacks uh, basically going head-to-head. Uh, that's probably a little bit pretty, pretty, pretty uh, insensitive to say right now just due to the fact that Wolford just had a head-to-head contact to put him in the hospital. But I promise I did not mean it that way. Um, but yeah. And it was uh, not a head. He led him with the shoulder. That was not a dirty hit. I don't know. I, I, I saw a different angle. I don't know. I, it's open to interpretation. I don't think he necessarily meant to do it. But, uh, yeah, we're, that's, a, that's a story for another day. Um, well, Seahawks are around it now, just like we are. So we don't even have to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, uh, that, was, uh, that was tough. Um, it, I mean, I, I never knew what to expect of Strebler. Um, I, I, we saw him do a few QB sneaks just on designed plays earlier on in the season. Um, he looked good in the CFL. Um, but you know, everybody, I mean, there's a lot of players that look good in the CFL that look like shit in the NFL. Um, it's too small of a sample size to judge him. Um, you know, as a, as a quarterback in this league based off of that game, especially under the circumstances coming into a uh, win or win or die situation um, with, uh, you know, with little to no preparation. Uh, he was probably, he was probably shaken up a bit. So uh, I'm not going to go too hard on him, uh, but, and I'm, I'm not going to make excuses for the Cardinals. I, I, you know, sometimes you lose your key players. Uh, and, that, and that's in every sport. That's a fact. You have to be able to coach without your 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 key player. Uh, you have to be able to adapt and overcome. Uh, the defense needed to, to have a stronger game, in my opinion. Um, it, I mean, really, the entire team needed to have a stronger game, um, and it was uh, it was really hard to watch because I'd like to see what uh, what Kyler Murray could have done that entire game. Because uh, I was telling telling you guys in the uh, in the live group chat, I, I gained you know we were pretty hard on Kyler Murray the last episode that we did. Um, uh, you know, me too. Uh, just because you know I'm a, I, I consider myself a realist fan, uh, but I gained a whole new respect for him uh, coming in, and, and you know he was clearly hurt, and um, 
he came in and made some big plays almost immediately. It was like, you know, flipping on a light switch from watching Strebler play for, what, what did he play, two and a half quarters, um, to Kyler Murray jumping in and all of a sudden he's got like a long bomb down to Dan Arnold that gets us, I think it was like a 27 or 30 yard uh, gain. It was like a second play. Um, I think it was his first toss. So uh, you could tell he was hurting. You could tell he was chomping on the bit at the sidelines to get get in. Um, we kind of had an internal debate on whether he was sitting himself out or whether the coaching staff and the trainers were, were, were holding him out. Um, I think it kind of became pretty clear at the end that he wanted to play the game the entire time. But uh, they were just trying to make sure that, hey, if we, if we can win this game without you, we need you to be healthier in the playoffs. But, um, I mean... That's, that's a debatable move as well. I think that, uh, you know, if it's a win or die situation, you should consider that a playoff game. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm disappointed in the coaching staff. Uh, I'm not necessarily calling for uh, uh, Kingsbury's head yet. Um, I, I don't want it just to continue to be that team that just recycles coaches over and over. I think we need to hire uh, an offensive coordinator and take some of the uh, uh, take some of the heat off of them. And I, and I think there's already sw- uh, rumors swirling around that that's happening if it hasn't already. Well, that was one uh, of the things we had talked about earlier. Is um, mm-hmm. is that uh, we believe that Cliff Kingsbury should have a veteran uh, offensive coordinator on his side, at least if not, you know, to call the plays, at least someone to bounce ideas off and uh, I agree. you know help with his help with his um i guess with maturation into yeah, into what this the could NFL. be compared to is uh steve nash having mike d'antoni on his staff yeah oh yeah yeah isn't that such a cool dynamic exactly d'antoni and it's like one the the tables turn the the, the boss is now the uh the apprentice so yeah that's, you know what i'm saying the teacher you know cool. the student is now is now the you know the teacher or whatever mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that was one thing we were talking about. But um, can can we at least agree that uh, this is a make or break season for Cliff Kingsbury? Oh yeah, I think so, hundred percent. I think you know, um, three seasons uh, to prove yourself is, is enough. And I think you know, I, again, that's why I'm not calling for his head because we at one point in this season had the number one ranked offense. And um, <clears throat> I'm not saying that hey, you know. He uh, he's got that potential to do that every year. I think that he's he's shown that he's very creative, um, but he can be figured out pretty quick. And I think that's what happened um, is that we got you know our tape was pulled and um, our offense was figured out really really quickly. So we had some key injuries. I don't want to get into that because every team has key injuries. Um, but yeah, I would say that this <coughs> excuse me um, get winded up here when I walk upstairs. That forget. The altitude is insane, but um, yeah, it's a. I, w- I would say that the, you have to you have to have a winning season. You have to make the playoffs in order for Cliff to uh, keep his job. Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, that's um, if he comes back. Well, I, I don't think I, I I know. Like he was saying, he's not calling for his head just yet. I believe there's some of us out there who is me. You know, I'm not a Cardinals fan, but the way he handled these last couple games, I I. I, 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 all right, so I necessarily don't want to call for his head, but he need uh, something has to, you know, he needs help. Some, yes, at the yes, very least. something. No, but one of the things that we didn't touch on, Jeremy, is uh, earlier today. Well, we were waiting on Kenny, and now that we got Kenny, <laughs> one of the things that we didn't, we didn't, 
we didn't touch on with that uh that, that pretty much made it for me that's like all right this is not the guy right now is mm. after that whole thing with where Kyler Murray spent most of the game on sideline injured and he wanted to come back everything for him to put him back into the game says one of two things either one he was good all along and you didn't trust him enough to put him back in that's what I was telling you or two that he let this kid convince him to put him back even though he's against his safety against yeah. you know his his better yeah. health you as the coach as the person in charge as the person responsible for this guy had to make that tough choice like no you can't go in so it was that it was either he and didn't trust Kyler or he let himself get run over that by was kid. the thing we were talking about is him standing on the sidelines doing all that extra stuff i don't know to me it was a little bit of of like like showmanship to the cameras like hey look no i'm healthy it's not me it's not me you know what i'm saying and it's just like yeah. not, that's kind of what you know what we were talking about in the chat when we were watching the games you know together um I, you know, I was like, bro, if you're ready to go, then go. If not, then then put the headset on. And that was one of our main focus that we missed uh, earlier. Now we got Kenny here. He can go ahead and give us his opinion on on what is he thinks about that. Yeah, um, I'll play devil's advocate for both Cliff and Kyler just to give another perspective. It's not, not necessarily saying that this is what I believe happened, but I, I think that there is a third option um, to the Cliff Kingsbury scenario, right? I think that maybe um, there's a chance that he wasn't pushed around by Kyler saying put me in um, and that there was a chance that Kyler was not good and you could clearly see Kyler was not good I think maybe another option that could have happened is that they were like look dude we think we can beat this team they have a backup quarterback going Uh, we trust our defense I know you want to get in there but I really need you healthy if we can make the playoffs here Um, and then they started losing and, and, and bad and we were getting outplayed just every every drive and so Cliff is probably you know Cliff might have been thinking like man I uh, I only have one shot to win this and it's Kyler Kyler wants to go in I don't want to you know I don't want to risk his health but at the same time I don't want to lose out on a chance at the playoffs so I'm throwing him in there I'm taking a gamble so but if I that think was the case a- then why not start him mm-hmm. at the beginning of the fourth quarter he you know I don't know that's, very- that's when I yeah, that's when I thought he would come in. I, I think we even said, like, I, I was I was messaging. I was like, I think he's coming in right now. Um, Jeremy's like, we're still thinking. And it turns out he was right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think that maybe he, you know, had a chance to chat with his guys on the sidelines and um, in between the third and fourth quarter. And like, look, you know, let's get this going. We need to do this. Do it for Kyler. Do it for your fans. You know, all, you know, there's just like, there's, it's, it's so, you know, we're all speculating, right? But I just yeah. think, I don't, I don't want to say it's like totally that black and white. You know, it could have been like he, he had a very human moment and said, you know, I don't want to risk Kyler Murray's health, even though Kyler Murray's chomping at the bit. Uh, I think I can win this game without him. You know, we are playing a backup quarterback in his first NFL game ever. You know, he, he might have been looking at it and like taking a gamble. Up, and he ate up your, your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, I, I think Wolford. I, I more power, you know, props to him. Um, his first play looked atrocious. Uh, we, uh, I think we we had a little fun poking at him. Um, you know, I felt bad for him, right? But he, uh, I think that that was exactly what he needed. Um, he looks like he's going to be a good quarterback for them. So I think so. Uh, but yeah, no, 
I'm disappointed, man. I mean, just to give you a long-winded answer to your question, I'm, I'm disappointed. I think that uh, if Kyler was healthy, uh, we'd be in the playoffs. But, uh, um, you know, that's that. It's, uh, it's, uh, we would have played Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> and and Seattle had a poor outing uh, against L.A. So I celebrated like that. I, I, it, I, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Right. I celebrated right. that. I kind of watched that a little bit and was thinking, I was like, you know, it could be you. Like, I was that, like, yeah. That's whatever. Like, this could be us playing right now. That could have been, no, no, we could've been you advancing to the. We could have been stomping on the Seahawks. Oh, man. Right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, tough. that's another thing. Like, I mean, you, you that's the, oh, you get in a string of what ifs. So, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, that, a feel- string of, yeah, I like it. A string of what ifs. That's exactly what it's just a string of just like, yeah, what if. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's a. Those are my uh, my thoughts on the Cardinals season, and uh, I think that we should be focusing on cornerback in the draft. I think our number, our, our two priorities are just, you know, they align with what you guys say, find a veteran offensive coordinator, uh, take some of the heat off of him, and actually get some more creativity when when Cliff goes stale, and, and start looking to replace, uh, replace our secondary a little bit because uh, there's some pieces that need to uh, be moved out or let go. All right, all right, good stuff, Kenny. So, uh, switching gears real quick, we know that hockey is coming back this coming week, and we are all very excited about that. And mm-hmm. Kenny has convinced two of us in Sticks and Cakes to join that Fantasy Hockey League, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of good shit talking going on. We had our draft yeah. yesterday, Kenny. How do you think you did? Uh, I'm a little disappointed, so I create this league, right? And it's just like I created. Uh, he had all the inside know, like information. Week and a half <laughs> yeah, I had like a week and a half, you know, uh, notice basically to create this league. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna see if I can get 12 players. I'm gonna see if I can convince them to all buy in. It wasn't looking good for the first three or four days. I only had like two commitments, and I was like, crap, like this is not going anywhere. And all of a sudden, I just got bam, 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 bam. Like a whole bunch of people were like, yeah, man, I bought in. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, wow, this is actually going to be a thing. Like, I just pulled this out of my ass just, like, in, in a week. You know, a lot of people need, uh, like, at least a month to set up a fantasy team. Um, so I was super pumped, and everybody was ready to go on draft night. Everybody was engaged. Everybody talking shit. Well, um, the, you know, I chose – I wanted to be fair. I could have, I could have, uh, you know, chosen the draft order as the commissioner. Um, but I, I would have like, had you know, it the other way. I, I know one hundred percent. Danny would be picking number one overall. <laughs> yeah, dude, and I've never picked, you know, first overall. So, um, so I was like, man, it's tempting, but I want to be fair, man. I'm gonna randomize the draft order an hour before it, uh, the draft. And so I'm like, man, in my in my fantasy football season that just ended, I picked last. So I was like, the chances of me picking last again are pretty slim to none. Boom, last pick. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm like, dude, all right, whatever. You know, I, I, I would prefer to be last over, like, fifth or sixth just because, uh, you know, you get the back-to-back picks. But um, that, I feel, works better in, in football than it does in hockey because hockey, there's so many wild cards and there's so many players that can go hot one season and cold the other. So many unproven, or I don't want to say unproven, but so many young stars in the league that have, like, their first – like Clayton Keller, when he first came into the league, he scored 65 points. He hasn't done it since because, you know, teams, they identify a threat and then they try to snuff them. Um, so oh, we've all been I, waiting uh, for that every year. Yeah, I, 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 you know, just getting touching on Clayton Keller. I think uh, I, watch out for him this season. I think he's got a uh, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder and he, he's 
clearly talented. But anyway, um, we, uh, yeah, I get in and he's had I, that uh, shit for two years already. <laughs> yeah, but he's had some shaky coaching, and we revamped the coaching staff and got some toughness on our roster and uh, somebody that can actually protect him, so he doesn't have to go out there and and, and think that he's going to get headhunted every year. So uh, I think this year might uh, we, you know, we we got really really gritty on paper. Um, so I think that uh, he'll have a little bit more freedom and liberty out there uh, to, to be the player that he is. So that's why that's my, that's my hot take. Clayton Keller is going to have a. I love how I, you I, said I wanna... uh, that we got really better on paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's because right. I mean, we don't really have any any sample size to go off. Of. I uh, right now we are we are tougher than we were last year, just based off of the players that we've added. Like we didn't well, you, have you any couldn't go any lower than what we were. Right, exactly. We only had one player that would really fight last year, and it's Lawson Kraus, and that's not what we need him to do. We need him to be a power forward. Uh, we actually got some guys that their only job in the NHL, like John Hayden, was to fight people. I mean, he could chip in a goal every once in a while, well, that, but he's going to protect That is definitely what I wanted. Like, I remember when you got us into hockey a couple years ago, and my first question was, why is there a guy out there that's just his thing is the bruiser? Just go out there, knock someone down. You know, cause a fight. You know, do something like that. And uh, you had you had told me the kind of like you know a bruiser is kind of inching its way out of the NHL. Yeah, I don't want to. If you if you turn on like a, a '70s or an '80s game, right? You you know, turn on the '80s Red Wings, um, and uh, more specifically, watch a game between the Colorado Avalanche and the and the Red Wings in the early '90s. Uh, you'll you'll see a completely different NHL than you see now. Just it's it's a violent sport, and the reason why it's so violent is because these guys are skating on ice, going faster than people can run, and just throwing their bodies into uh, plexiglass, right? And that's uh, and, and at each other, and they can you know drop the gloves and fight. That's why that's why fighting exists in hockey is because of the nature of it. I mean, it's just so violent. Um, it, it, with physicality that you know you're going to get pissed off and people are going to try to take oh, yeah. liberties with your skill, skilled players and and so I, I I consider the the bruisers the goons you know the 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 plugs whatever you want to call them uh, the equalizers like if uh, yeah. you know today today is uh, you know the NHL is all about skill uh, but there's still going to be some goons out there that are going to try to try to piss you off and get under your skin by by targeting your skilled player and uh you need you need you need to counterbalance that and that's something that the coyotes did not do under chica chica was like oh i'm gonna just build this really really skilled team based off of people that were really hyped players once in their career i'm gonna take a gamble on them because they've kind of sizzled out here like alex galchenyuk i'm thinking of him um he was a 30 goal scorer when we traded max domi for him and that that trade came back and slapped us in our face as uh, Max Domi's done great, and Alex Galchenyuk's probably you know one more poor season away from being uh, removed from the NHL. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, you know the 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 goons, the you know the plugs, the fork liners. Uh, they're the ones that are equalizers. You know, it's not going to be as violent as the the '70s or '80s hockey, but uh, you're going to see uh, you're going to see a lot less teams uh, trying to trying to you know take liberties with Clayton Keller or Connor Garland or you know the smaller guys smaller skilled guys on a team because they know that we have some bruises on the bench there you go. And, so, and sometimes that's what you need sometimes yeah. what you, what you exactly. need to get it to get back uh back back into the game get a spark going you know 
Uh, it's yeah. like basketball. Every once in a while, you need a technical to get your team going. But in hockey, it's like you need to punch someone in the face. That'll get yeah. your team going. You know that that reminds me of uh, that uh, that scene in, in the longest yard. Like, hey, do you know what he said to me in the library? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take him out. Him yeah. Out. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, they're they're the spark plugs, man. You know, when your team needs a spark, they're playing flat. If the offense just isn't there. You know, tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, why don't you go punch that guy's fucking teeth in real quick? He's like, yeah, you got it, coach. You know those Canadian <laughs> kids, dude. They're like, yeah, dude, like the nicest guy's off the ice, but they're like, do you want me to go kill somebody? Sure, I'll be right back. I'll do it, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, we, we kind of got off track. I, I know you don't want to make it all about fantasy. Uh, we do need to talk about a few things on the Coyotes because I can't stay for long. I, I can tell you why. Uh, I was chosen for another fantasy team and I got the draft at three. Um, and so my wife's going to kill me if I spend too much time doing both of these things. But uh, yeah, I, on, uh, on the surface, my team is not as strong offensively as I want it to be. Um, I, I really wanted a, a game breaker. Uh, and I have one, and his, his name's Sebastian Ajo. Um, he uh, he's on the Carolina Hurricanes, and he's just he wasn't the one I wanted. But I mean, the, the kid's capable of like 80 points, 80 to 90 points a season. So uh, I'm happy with him. But I feel like I'm really strong on D, and I and I really like my goalies. So uh, I uh, I I feel good. I feel like I can. Uh, my first matchup is already preloaded. I don't know if you've seen that, Danny, but you can already see who you're playing. Yeah. Um, and um, and I and I feel pretty good. Every every player that I have currently in my uh, lineup, I feel like has the ability to outscore his counterparty, except for one matchup. Um, but that's uh, that that's how I won fantasy. It's like I hey I you know I may not I may be benching a player that's you know normally uh, normally good um, throughout or normally the better player than than the person I'm about to substitute him with. Uh, but I like his matchup against this player better. So that's my uh, fantasy strategy. I'm not really giving away any secrets. There's only two strategies, really. I mean, you either A, play play the hot hand, or B, you know, you, you check the numbers. And I'm a numbers guy. So uh, it should be interesting, man. Uh, Danny, I feel like you did actually pretty well. Uh, for not knowing a ton about hockey, you got some players that uh, – uh, that, that impressed me, but I got I got to grill him, man. And I and I uh, I, I probably I probably should have given him a heads up, but I'm like, no, I don't want to give anybody a competitive advantage. But uh, there was this goalie uh, that's been sitting there, and nobody's been touching him. And I'm sure Danny's like, why, man? Like this this guy's ranked pretty high. Uh, well, he retired yesterday, uh, the day that we were drafting. It was the day, the day <laughs> And I'm like, so I'm like, I'm waiting for one of these suckers to choose Corey Crawford. And I'm like, I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder who it's going to be. Because Corey Crawford, he's a Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup winning goaltender. I mean, it's a good goaltender. Uh, but he retired due to the health, health issues yesterday. It was pretty unexpected. So that's why ESPN still had him in the draft. But I was like, man, I wonder who's going to take him. And I, I'm just thinking Danny on the other end is like, dude, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to get a steal here. This guy's ranked, you know, he's, like, we're in the 200 and 300 ranked uh, players right now. And this guy's still in the early hundreds. I'm going to grab him. And I'm like, boom, yes, Danny uh, of all hang people. On, hang on to be fair, him. I took him with my final pick. All right. That was my I know, final. I know. It was not like it was like round four or five. <laughs> 
So he yeah, was just sitting there for funny. taking, huh? He was just, he was just yeah. like, God, he's still there. You know what? Fuck, you know what? I'm taking <laughs> And I told Danny, I was like, hey, bro, at least you know he's not going to have any goals against this season, hey, man. So, yeah. That's, that's my so, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fine. It, I mean, you're going to be able to drop him as soon as the season starts and find a good goalie on waivers. It always happens that way. But I was, I was just, you know... I was waiting for someone to do it, I, and I loved that it was you. I was hoping it was going to be you or Lucio, but I loved that it was you. So, and people are like, you know, I'm like, I'm like talking shit in the chat, and people are like, oh, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. We all do it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Keep giving it shit, please. Like, like this is amazing. He wanted to pile on. And he's like, you know what? There, there are better people than you in the world, Kenny. They did yeah, not want to kick sure. a man while he was down. No, they just don't know him yet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Danny Danny stole a couple players that I wanted and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know what Lucio was such a poacher too. He was he was in on yeah, it right. and uh I actually got my the first match coming up is me against Lucio, so we're gonna go see Two rookies yeah. going at it. I love it. He was like, he's such a poacher. You know what this reminds me of? It's like, uh, hmm. yeah, three hundred, Bob. What was the last? What was the last bid? <laughs> All right, three hundred one. <laughs> three hundred one. Yeah, right. That that would be a Lucio move for sure. Absolutely. You know that too. Um, but yeah, there was one thing that I could control, and it was alignment of divisions. And I wanted you and Lucio to be in the same division. I. Thought that'd be cool, like two rookies going at it, and right. you guys will have a lot more time to uh, to talk shit to each other and, and, and battle for the best of the division. So I threw you guys into the the Bissonette division. That's the one I named it. So yeah, it should be cool, man. I'm excited. All right, that's, I, I think it's definitely gonna be fun. It's definitely gonna be a good learning experience for sure. Absolutely. And gambling so. is always so much fun. I fucking love gambling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I get my winning some fantasy football in the next couple of weeks here, so I'm pretty there pumped about it. So. It's like a second stimulus. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's I like it's it. like three three ninety, but yeah, it's it's still better than nothing. I only Half you know, stimulus. Paid, exactly. Oh my god, stimulus. <laughs> god damn. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, on. so, 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 all right. So coming in now, like to get into the real thing, Coyotes they open up their season here pretty soon. And uh, is uh, Kenny the, the roster? Is it set? Yeah, I would say it's set. Um, I, we uh, we had a, a couple moves that we didn't get a chance to talk about since they've happened. Um, so the Coyote, we didn't talk about this Stefan trade, right? We haven't. No. No. So okay. So um, I had heard some rumblings, and we 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 said it in the in the the group chat that Derek Stefan was going to be traded and. Uh, that Otto was interested, and um, and then it started gaining gaining some steam on Twitter, and then a lot of you know more notable heads had, had had started hearing the same thing, and it was you know like oh yeah you know this this actually could be a real thing, and I was like dude we should have we should have put it out on our Twitter and say oh yeah you know rumor has it blah 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 well uh, it happened, and of course we didn't do it, um, but it was really cool. I mean I, it was. Uh, I, I, I like Derek Stepan. I think that he is a class act human, but we've talked about it in in the past. I uh, he he's not the same player he used to be, and he costs six point five million dollars a year. Um, and that just you can't do that. You can't do that. That's like if someone's six point five million a year, um, then 
They're eating up a lot of cap space. But those players in the 6.5 to 7 range should be putting up close to 60 points, if not more, uh, depending on if you got him on a bargain or not. And uh, he is more hovering around 40 points. And so that's a 20-point 20, 20 gap. So we uh, he by moving him, um, you know, we, we did – open up a potential spot for Barrett Hayton to get more ice time. Um, that's one important thing um, because Barrett Hayton is our, is our, you know, uh, center of the future, right? Um, two, we, uh, we, you know, we cleared up $5 million in cap space because he was, he's on a, like a, a descending um, contract. So average he was costing he, he cost us 6.5 million but for this upcoming year he was only going to cost us five but still five million dollars for you know a 40 point player is not going to cut it um so we uh we ended up you know clearing up that money um so we cleared up a spot in center uh we cleared up five million dollars we we recouped a draft pick which is very important because chica took them all and went second to wendy's round, and, right? and, and second yeah, round pick. yeah second yeah, second round pick, which is a high pick for Stepan. There's a lot of uh, people out there that were surprised that the Coyotes got a second round pick for Stepan because basically we were given Ottawa a cap dump saying, hey, like, we can't afford this player. He's not the player he used to be. You know, give us what you'll take or give us what you can get or give us what you can get. With David Johnson yeah. for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it was, it well, the, the trade did not necessarily break the internet like that one did, but it was it was a good trade. It was, so it was they took uh, our worst contract, and we're kidding. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it was yeah, it was, it was all pretty, over again. It, right, exactly. So, I mean, it was it was a it was a good move by Bill Armstrong. It was his first trade, um, and I think it you know if if he's going to continue to do that, then that's a uh, that's a sign of good things to come. So. Um, all in all, again, I, uh, I like Derek Stepan a lot. I think he was, he's, he's a great human. He was a good uh, good player for us the first season he arrived. But he just hasn't been the Derek Stepan of the past. So um, wish him nothing but the best in Ottawa. But um, I, I like this one for the Coyotes a lot. So as far as, uh, as, far as any other roster additions, uh, we, we signed a couple players with some PTOs, some professional tryouts. Um, we signed a goalie named Zane McIntyre out of Boston. Probably won't be much. Um, no offense he, to him, but how he long, how long yeah. is a PTO for? It's just for training camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you have to make a decision before uh, uh, before training camp is over. So, um, so yeah, Zane McIntyre probably won't see him. He probably won't make the roster. I doubt he gets a contract. Um, maybe he gets a contract. I don't know. Uh, we could use him for uh, AHL depth if he comes in and, uh, and surprises us. But uh, he's a goaltender. Um, so uh, Jaden, or no, I'm sorry, not uh, is it Jaden Schmaltz? No, 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 it's, it's Jordan Schmaltz. Uh, so Nick Schmaltz's little brother. Um, I might have that backwards. I don't know. It's Nick Schmaltz's brother. They almost look exactly alike. Uh, he was at one point a uh, a first round draft pick. Um, and he just never, never panned out. But um, he has connections to Bill Armstrong. Bill Armstrong is one of the people that decided to, or recommended to pick uh, Jordan Schmaltz in the first round. Um, he's a right-handed puck-moving defenseman, but um, he he had a lot more hype coming into the NHL than than he's 
been able to produce. So um, I, I always say, hey, if you if you feel that he's still got some oil left in the tank and uh, or some you know potential to, to finally break out, some players take longer than others, and you know I'll always take that move, especially for a PTL. It's not going to cost us any money for us to come in and give him a tryout, or very little money. Um, and if it doesn't work out, you can release him back. But if it does work out, then hey, you might have found a diamond in the rough. So um, I like that move. Uh, I'm missing one other player. Can't remember who it was. Uh, oh yeah, Freddie Goche. Um, he was also a uh, former first uh, round pick by Toronto, I believe in 2014 to 2016. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I, I, he, as you can probably tell, he hasn't really done much. So he, it's, it's hard for me to remember, um, you know, exactly where he picked, but he, uh, he, he can play uh, a shutdown role at center. Uh, he's a big guy. Uh, he's lost a step in his foot speed, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting grab because you can never have too much center depth um, because you can always move a center to the wing. Injuries happen, and you can, you know, if it's to a center, you can't necessarily move a wing to the center. Um, but you know, you can always move a center to the wing. So, kind of like a flex player in fantasy, mm-hmm. um, you know, center depth is, is never bad to have. So, that would that's probably going to be the roster. Um, I. I I'm not hearing anything about any changes coming up. Did you um, did you touch on uh, Derek Brassard? Oh my God! Yeah, I forgot uh, Brassard. So yeah, that was I don't know why I, I totally uh, blanked that. But yeah, Brassard is actually again a number uh, another former first round draft pick. Um, he had some really impressive numbers over the years. Um, there's been some teams that he's gone to, like Pittsburgh, where he just did not work out. Um, he went to the Islanders and he didn't work out at center, but they moved him to the wing and he, and he worked out well there. So he did really well for Ottawa. He did really well for New York. Um, I'm sorry, not the, uh, Islanders, but the New York Rangers. Um, he's been on both teams. If I confused anybody, uh, most recently the Islanders, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we got him for 1.2 million or no, I'm sorry, $1 million. So one year, 1 million. So basically we we replaced. Derek Stepan's potential offensive numbers with somebody that costs four million less a season. Yep. And take that all day. He's, yeah, exactly. And he's center depth and he, you can move to the wing and it's not a long term commitment. It's one year. So if he works out, then boom, re sign him, make it happen. But, um, you know, I, I love the move. I think it was a good move. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does here. He, he seems pretty pumped to show people that he's still has the offense in him he's just had some you know bad fits like like a lot of athletes do so we'll see where it goes yes sir and as we know at the i believe it's uh thursday that the coyotes take the ice yeah the 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 14th against san jose so all right so that's good that's gonna be the first game for the coyotes is that gonna be a home game or an away game it's gonna be a home game okay so because uh, we haven't talked about that we actually are gonna have some uh fans in the stand I mm-hmm. believe, uh, uh, do you remember the number? Was it 4,500 or something like that? Yeah, so, so, I think it's close to 5,000. Yeah, about, Some, yeah, yeah I like that. that. Close to 5,000. I, I wanted to touch on that because at this point, I know it happens all the time, especially in Arizona, where people sell their season tickets 
to out-of-towners and all that. And that's how we get a lot of people, you know, in our stadiums at all times. Uh, <laughs> but this is the year where that just cannot happen. Right. It has I, to be. I, it, because those that limited capacity that you're mm-hmm. talking about, that's obviously, that's obviously yeah. going to season ticket holders that, you know, pay every year to, to have their tickets. So they're going to get first, first dibs on it. And real quick, real quick, I honestly personally think... That's an Arizona problem in general. I don't think it's just a Coyote no, problem. No, it's, it's all over Arizona. Yeah, I do think that's an Arizona problem. I think Arizona needs a lot more homers. Because a, a, a lot yeah. of times, the, the, the Downbacks are never really home team, you know? Yeah. Cardinals are usually like 50-50. Uh, even the Coyotes, they get a run for the money for people. Because this is a retirement state, so I get it that there's a lot of people from different parts of the country that live here. But all of these, especially this year, the tickets are going 90% of them to... Uh, season ticket holders, they cannot be selling their tickets this year at all. Like I agree. zero, zero. I don't want to see a 50 50 stadium this year at all. There's, it. there's yeah. no excuse. There's no excuse. If there's giving out 5,000 tickets, 4,500 of them have to be home team at least, at the very yeah. least. That, I, that cannot, I, it, I it cannot go far lower than you that. Know what? I so, agree. if you're somebody that I, I get it, you know what? It's you may treat it as an investment, maybe you're not even a fan, whatever. You're gonna do that, not this year, all right? Not this year, it cannot happen. What happened if somebody I, makes them an offer that they can't refuse? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that happening this year. I, I really don't. I think uh, there's plenty. There, there's more than five thousand dedicated season ticket holders of the Coyotes, and um, I, I'm sure they were the first in line to to buy the tickets up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a. We typically are, you know, when there's eighteen thousand seat, uh, seats in an arena, and we can have it at full capacity. You're damn right. You're going to see a lot of um, opposing fans from from other teams just because that's the way Arizona is. But with 5,000, I guarantee you there's more than 5,000 dedicated season ticket holders that go every single year and they're going to buy up those tickets. Yes, sir. I actually agree with Kenny here. Um, I think uh, this last season of not being able to be in a stadium and be there has made really people really miss that. And I think the ones who, you know... um, are gonna be allowed in there? I, th- I think they really want to be there for the team, and they really wanna, they really wanna show out. You know, they miss that environment. So, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping at least if there's gonna be five thousand people, I'm hoping at least four thousand nine hundred ninety nine people <laughs> are Coyotes fans. <laughs> yeah, right. you always have that one prick. Always, um, always yeah. that one. Yeah, you know, there's always that one guy. You know, it's funny. Uh, who do you guys play? Uh, Tampa Bay, I think you said, or San Jose? San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. He's gonna he's gonna come with the, like a a segment of what is it? A, 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 a shark? shark? Yeah, a segment of sharks jersey or something like that. He's not even gonna he's gonna be like a, a New Jersey Devils fan or something like that. <laughs> he's gonna be like, yeah, there's a random Philadelphia Flyers guy just right there. <laughs> there always is. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? But Where hey, it's awesome. from. Okay, so real quick before we touch on the next subject, I, I would just wanted to bring up a quick question what you guys think. Okay, so uh Super Bowl championship, whatever. You're going to a buddy's house, you're going to a party, whatever, you know, a Super Bowl party, a championship party. Sure. Do you wear your own jersey? Yes. Um, yes? Yes. I, I wore I wore a uh, a plumber jersey at the last Super Bowl. So I yeah, I guess it's a cop out. That's I, a cop I, out. I just think it's weird. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was it a uh, a Cardinals jersey or was it a ASU jersey? <laughs> it was a card. It was a Cardinals jersey. And in, I think the funny story about this: I, I met Kurt Warner. He was recording voicemails for people at an AT and T, which was awesome. 
I got, he was like, oh, hey, you reached Kenny's phone. He's taking me through this, uh, through some foot drills, you know, working on next season. It was really cool. And then my phone changed or uh, plans the, the following month. I lost it. So it was bummer. But I, uh, I wore my plumber jersey there and I had it, him sign it. And he's like, yeah, I'll sign your, j-. what the hell? You know, I was like, yeah, sorry, bro. Like, um, yeah, man. Like, but he was a class act. You know him. Like, he just, he was like, yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. But he was like, you, you could see dude. He was a little confused. I was like, all right, whatever. But, <laughs> Hey man, you chose this. It's fine. But um, yeah, yeah, I was just asking. Me, it was. It's a little weird to me, but I'm starting to come around to the idea, I guess. But yeah, last uh, yeah. I went to go watch the uh, the Kansas City Super Bowl, and uh, my buddy, my buddy wore his Green Bay Packers jersey, and I was just like, "What are you doing wearing well, your jersey?" Ah. And then we got to uh, we got to the place, and everybody was wearing their own team jerseys, and I, I felt <laughs> then I fell out of place because I, <laughs> I didn't have anything else. Well, like, well, oh. well, here's the thing. Here's my opinion on that. Like number one. It's, it's just nice to represent your team, even though they're not there. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm not going to cause no trouble, but I'm still, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to cause no trouble. Well, I couldn't guarantee that. I want to well, be the guy fighting in an Eagles jersey. And it's just like, yeah. Right? That's so typical. <laughs> could have been a stereotype. Say, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, but no, like, you, you go in and then for, for a lot of people, like, even myself included, after football season, it kind of goes in storage. Like my jersey, like yeah, I, I, you yeah. know, you, you you get a press, you get a clean, and you know what? Let's wait till next yeah, year, yeah. and you start wearing yeah. like for after that. It's all you know, dime bags and uh, what, what do you do? You, uh, and everything. you uh, you press all the bad juju out, <laughs> <laughs> get, get all this bad energy out. So it's like kind of like you, 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 you like today is Sunday. I'm not wearing my Cardinals gear, and uh, so like Super Bowl is like one last yeah. hurrah for the jersey, and then you know it kind of gets put away until it, I, I kind of ended a little early for me last week. I didn't wear my Eagles jersey. I I did not I didn't watch the game. That's, I didn't that's watch the just, game. I was very as I saw the Giants Cowboys game <laughs> and I saw the Cowboys get eliminated. And honestly, that's as far as so my hatred good runs. For me. That was I, I didn't care who won after that. I didn't care what happened. As long as you're yeah. down here with me, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the couch, buddy. I think that would be a fun social media question. Just like you know, everybody, you know, everybody wears a different jersey. Every team's jersey to a Super Bowl party. What's each member doing? I would say like the Patriots fan is crying. Um, I would I would say that the Eagles fan is fighting somebody. I would say that the Kansas City uh, Chiefs is an infant because they you know they they're brand new fan and all of a sudden they're claiming that they've been lifers and I think the Cardinals fans are just blackout drunk because they're like we're we're just never. We're, we're just never, you know, this holds involved weight. in any sort of thing. This definitely yeah, exactly. holds weight. So, <laughs> might, be a, might be a fun little question to ask social media. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Kenny, uh, before you go, I know we're running on time with you. Uh, shifting mm-hmm. gears real quick is, uh, guys, the Phoenix Suns are for real. Yeah, they look good. The Suns they are like looking good right there. We had a bad loss a couple of days ago, but bounced back uh, last night against the Pistons. Kenny, what have you seen from the Phoenix Suns this year? Little, I have to watch uh, highlights because I was gonna say, he's I, in uh, Denver. He can't see the game. He's not really getting the game. Don't worry, we'll uh, we'll we'll become good enough when we'll start being on TNT and ESPN. But right now, exactly, we, just, yeah, we don't got it yet. But uh, yeah, no, I, from what you have been able to see, give us a little bit of your uh, of, of what you've been able to see. What you think? Um, I think Chris Chris Paul looks really good. Um, I I saw him do that little dipsy doodle on what is it? What is his name? Holiday. Um, 
Pues, I, I'm forgetting the other uh, guy's last name, but he, he looks spry. He looks good. Um, the yeah, like Jeremy said, I'm, I'm in Denver, and I, I don't I don't care enough about basketball to buy like the equivalent to of NHL TV to like NBA TV, like a season pass. Like I'm, I'm sorry, like to any Suns fans that listen, I just don't like basketball as much as the rest do. But um, I do follow the Suns again because they are uh, you know they're a local team or used to be local for me and. Uh, yeah, the, the highlights I have seen, they just, they they look good. They look like they're energized to play. I think Devin Booker looks like he's having fun. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do this year. Nice, nice, man. I totally, I totally agree, man. Uh, yeah, everything, everything's, uh, I, I've, I see, I haven't really told anybody. I wasn't, I wasn't really going to say anything until we're 10 games in. But since Danny's just going to bring it up right now, I guess I might as well bring well, my opinion we're up. We're nine games in? That's... Which is, that, that would not be 10, sir. <laughs> That, that would be nine. <laughs> All Got right. a point there. <laughs> I say, this guy, this guy gets math. <laughs> this guy, this guy gets it. But uh, public school, <laughs> public schools. So no, I, I totally, I totally agree, man. I, I think Chris Paul does look spry. He, I mean, I love when they ask Monty Williams about anything, and or James Jones, I believe it was, and they told him, you know, you don't expect him to play all seventy-two games, so you know he's gonna sit here and there. What do you think about? It? He was like, uh, no. If I mean, if he's healthy, he's gonna go. He's he's gonna play. Playing. Yeah. And so far, yeah, no, he's he doesn't show any sign of uh, fatigue or anything. It looks like they're running the minutes well, and I think. A lot of that has to do with this fucking bench that we got, baby. I'm yes, loving it, man. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Cameron Payne and Cam Johnson, these guys are these guys came to play, man. They, they're looking good. Javon Carter's got his defense going. I mean, Dario Sarge isn't really my... I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but... Yeah, no, I'm not his biggest fan. Well, I mean, we, we, we talked about it. It was kind of like he left, eh, whatever, he left, and he made all, his way all the way back, and like, <laughs> oh, you know, eh, welcome back, my dude. Yeah, yeah he made his rounds. He was just like, oh, oh, no one can take you, huh? That's fine. Yeah, you man, can no. come back. But, yeah, no, I, I think the Suns are looking great. I think the Suns are looking fantastic. I'm loving where we're going with the season, and... Um, yeah, I mean, let's just hope we can keep up this intensity. Um, I still want DeAndre Aiden to show me more. I, I know a lot of people, I don't know if they're happy with him, but they're saying that they're happy with him. I just don't see it. I just don't see any type of dominance, man. I see him getting a lot of help from Jay Crowder in that, you know, down, down there. And I think it's a little too much. I think he should be bullying people a lot more than he is you know he kind of there was this a uh, couple plays last uh, yesterday actually where the ball was just bouncing on the rim and it's you know instead of going for the board he kind of stands there with his arms down just looking at the ball seeing what's gonna seeing happen what's gonna happen and it's just like no you're the one that needs to go get that bro you're the biggest guy there you know that should be your ball so uh, there's a there's a couple things that I want to see them change, but right now I'm loving the chemistry. I love where the chemistry's at. I love where the team's at. I love the uh, the talking on the court and the defense. That is my main focus right now is the way the defense is holding up. So yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think they are for real, and I hope we can uh, sustain this. There was this uh, one play I believe it was yesterday against the Pacers. Uh, it was definitely a bounce back game for the Suns, and it was Cam Johnson was struggling from the three, 
And there was this one play where he was he, he got the ball, he was able to get a Chris Paul who got it back to him right away, and he was wide open. Like there was no one within 10 feet of him. And he passed it off and gave it back to Chris Paul. And Chris Paul's like, no, no, you're gonna take it. He like forced him get back right, there. Yeah, I remember and you that. have to go in. Yeah. He like he eventually like did a pump fake he and tried pissed. to go try to go for the rims. Like, no, you're not passing. I don't care if you miss five in a row. You're wide open. You know, you're gonna you're gonna take that shot. But then you saw what happened afterwards, right? Like, like yeah, he did you, that little you, step back. <laughs> and three, and four, he, he took that shot. Like, yeah, and who was the guy? And then we believe it was Eddie Johnson saying, who was it? Chris Paul was like st- staring a <laughs> hole, was just like, really? staring a hole in that he young man. He was like, man. really? That's what, that's what you got? And I think Chris Paul sees it more in him than he sees it himself. I agree. I think. No, uh, and, but that's the leadership that Chris Paul is like, no, you were not, you're not going to be doing this. You're not going to bitch out because you've missed a few shots or whatever. This is the NBA. Mm-hmm. You have an open shot. You take that open shot. And I love it. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's been said about Chris Paul by more than one people, and I'm really starting to believe it. He's not the most liked guy in the NBA, but he's definitely one of the most respected. Yes, and sir. That's hands down. He expand. I think that's why him and James Harden didn't get along a lot. I think James Harden likes to party. I think James Harden likes to party and bullshit. And well, he is I, from ASU, so yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> hey, ASU, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, hey, look, man, when you're when Playboy names you top, you know, top one of the top party schools in America, and then you fucking hit that list like five years in a row, you earn that shit with pride, <laughs> right? You take that shit. So, no, I think that's why people talk about Chris Paul and his attitude, and it's because I think he's a uh, he wants the best. He expects the best. And if you're not going to give it to him, he's going to give you shit about it. Yes, sir. And that's the way that that's the way it should be as a leader. Yep. So I so agree, that, man. So I'm excited to it. see what they got going on, man. And uh, no, just further than just last game all season coming out, even like carrying from the bubble is the play, both offensive and defensive, of Mikel Bridges. Oh, beautiful. This dude is going off. Stepping up. Big time. I absolutely love watching this kid play. I hope I hope we sign him before he like gets any better because then he's going to cost so much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'm no I bro the ceiling for him is really really high, man. I I mean if anything a breakthrough ceiling that he can punch right through it. Yep. He's he's exceeding a lot of expectations. He's looking great right now with the 3 and D. We love that type of thing. Somebody who can play great defense and at the same time uh, you know, shoot the three ball. So I'm just really hoping that we can go ahead and sustain that from everybody on the court right now, from Cameron Payne coming off the bench to Jay Crowder keeping the defense to uh, Devin Booker not necessarily needing to be the superstar that he is, but still finding his ways to score and uh, us still coming away with wins, man. Everybody's talking about uh, his numbers are down. Yeah, we, it's like, we yeah, haven't seen his help finally. Yeah, we haven't seen Devin Booker numbers, but that's not that exact. That's not because lack of trying or whatever. You know what? It, the numbers will be there. It, the I mean, let's be honest. Going to score. The numbers that matter are the W's in the win column. Yes, sir. That's all that matters is the WL record. What you think, Kenny? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, you can't. Uh, I mean, wins are everything, man, and that's. Uh, <laughs> That's really all that matters, man. So whatever whatever's working, I don't care if star players aren't having star seasons or, or, or hyped rookies aren't, aren't living up to their potential. If you're putting dubs up on the board, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I agree. No matter how you get, no matter if you win by an inch or a mile. <laughs> right. Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> <laughs> Rest um, in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well, 
I got to hop off here, gentlemen, uh, but I do want to give you an update. I just got notified of my draft order, and I'm finally not last. I'm fifth overall. So, uh, uh, yeah, wish me luck. I'll, I'll let you guys know how this one goes. Um, it's a rotisserie league, which I, I didn't really know what that was. I'm so used to head-to-head, but rotisserie is basically like, hey, you pick your players, and you have them for the season. And uh, it's uh, you just – you keep collecting points until the end of the year and whoever has the most points wins. So it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting one. I joined it just for that reason and someone covered my buy-in. So I'm like, hey, whatever. If you want to cover my buy-in, I can still get the winnings if I win. When I win, then uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Oh, so, there you go. All but, right, well, good yeah, luck to you, sir. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate the I appreciate you guys fitting me in here. I know I couldn't join for the whole show just because we, uh, we changed the days up a few times, but uh, hopefully we'll be on back back on schedule soon and Lucio won't be moving in to a house anymore and uh, we'll, we'll have twice in a week <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my dad evicted him but yeah we'll go with that because it's funnier <laughs> so, but uh, yeah no that's uh, it, I, I'm looking forward to all of us getting back together and uh, and, and, and having some hockey to talk about finally because yes, that's 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 where I, my bread and butter comes out. Yeah, but next week, next awesome. week, man, we need you. We need you here, man, because we're definitely going to need you to break down what 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 happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we have some good things to talk about. Yes, sir. All right, Kenny. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week. All right, talk to you later. All right, take it easy. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, that was Kenny on the line coming calling out of where's where's kenny colorado i don't know where he's he he's told me like three times the town that he lives in kenny's a secret it, agent it, kenny's some, all over yeah, the world he, he lives in the trees out there yeah, yeah. somewhere he's, he's living life to the fullest the bear and so that was kenny <laughs> giving us a uh, great insight on the uh, nhl you know with the uh, phoenix coyotes let's go ahead and hope uh, something happens and uh yeah a little bit of his opinion on the suns man i think yes sir that's it Alright yeah And uh, just uh, Just to ca- cap this off For the Phoenix Rising We did have a news The last couple of weeks Is uh, Did uh, break it on Sticks.kicks On uh, Instagram They signed uh, Prince ID New player New winger Incredibly fast Coming out of Miami FC So re- very looking forward Season is still like You know Good four or five months away Depending on when they finally Lay down the actual Start for the USL championship season Yeah But once again Phoenix Rising Doing Phoenix Rising things Signing all the best players Getting all the best uh, people Coming in To to make this team A championship team It's always been One thing or another And I, I describe it best To uh, when, we're, when we're talking about it, Like uh, among the Red Fury circles Is this is Phoenix Rising is like Watching a Netflix series like every season you think it's going to be a championship but something happens and whether it be you know some scandal whether it be some cinderella story knock us out whether it be a pandemic something always happens to knock us off a championship path yeah. uh been conference champion twice and we have not yet been able to get the final you know usl championship but hey once again, we're always in the conversation. There's always next year, and I'm very excited for Phoenix Rising to come back. So once again, that is in in good four or five months. But we will be giving you all that information. Make sure you guys are following Sticks Kicks on Instagram and Sticks Kicks One on Twitter to make sure you, uh, to get all of that information in uh, as as we're as we're kicking it out. 
So one final thing is uh, Jose Aguinaga, former Phoenix Rising midfielder, was signed by El Paso Locomotive earlier this week. Uh, he, so he's going to be don't. joining their squad. Uh, one of the big fan favorites, a uh, player from Spain, always, always giving 110%. He really did not get as much opportunities because we have such a stacked midfield. So Jose Aguinaga is going to be taking his talents down there. I'm, I'm looking forward to facing him. I'm looking forward not because it's not going to be like one of those ill will, you know, his yeah, player no, comes in like, understandable. Oh, fuck you. Like, no, like yeah. I, I, I generally wish him well. I hope he has a it lot wasn't of success. A bad blood uh, yeah. separation is just, you know what? There's a better opportunity here. Yes, and sir. We're good here. I would we rather see him thrive on their team than just waste away on our bench. That's actually kind of how I felt about uh, with my Eagles when we had won the Super Bowl. We had lost Trey Burton, one of our tight ends, and we had sent him over to uh, the Bears. And um, I was okay with that, you know, because uh, he was the third one. We had Goddard, we had Ertz, and... uh, Mm. You know, it was we just couldn't we couldn't keep him. So I appreciate everything you've done, but uh, yes, yeah, hey, man, I wish you the best, and I understand why you're gone. So yeah, no, I hope I hope they go ahead and get it. One thing I like about Phoenix Rising is um, they're always getting better, man. They're always yes, improving. Sir. One thing about Phoenix Rising is they're always in the mix, and they are a very exciting team to watch. Yep, our general manager Bobby Dooley always doing a fantastic job. It never takes time off like it's always scouting no days always off. Like, hell yeah that's how you build championship franchises so yeah the, the the entire front office is always doing a great job so looking forward to the return of that but yeah coming next week coyotes hockey coming back you know cardinals they left whatever that's their time now we come back to coyotes pretty soon we're gonna be talking baseball it, it, it's going to be a good time for Arizona sports. Yep, don't worry, guys. Our conversations will get a lot less bland, and we will have a lot more sports to talk about. Go yes, ahead and sir. just do us a favor and uh, stay tuned. Yes, sir. So you guys can follow us once again. Instagram, sticks, sticks.kicks. Twitter, sticks.kicks1. And, of course, Facebook. You guys have us on, sticks and kicks. Jeremy, thank you so much for being a part of this show once again, always being here live and in the studio. Any uh, last thoughts, last questions, last comments, last inappropriate remarks that you might want to give <laughs> i um yeah no i'm i'm really really hoping for uh the suns to do great man and uh here's to a good off season for the cardinals and the eagles uh yes sir let's hope we both get what we want on our wish list man good luck okay. guys all right thank you guys so much i've been danny odona here with jeremy thank you for kenny for calling in and uh lucio will be here next week he's being evicted for the third time i just keep batting him off <laughs> all right we'll see you guys later this has been sticks and kicks